0: You know, I honestly think that when I talk about being anti-diet, people sometimes think that means I'm also anti-weight loss. But the thing is, I think there's quite a big difference between those two things. Now, I am anti-diet for lots and lots of very good reasons, reasons that I've outlined in this podcast many, many times, but I'm definitely not anti-weight loss. And I know there are millions of women out there who would love to give up a lifetime of diets. Literally, nobody wants to feel like they have to go on a diet and they have to restrict but we don't necessarily want to give up on the dream of weight loss either. However, when society has sold us the message that firstly, weight loss is good and something we should all be striving for all the time, I won't go into that now, but that's what society has sold us. And that, secondly, the only way to lose weight is to do a diet. It can be incredibly hard to detach those two things. So, today, we're going to be diving into this dilemma and talking about how we can say goodbye to diets forever without giving up on looking after ourselves and without necessarily giving up on weight loss. Welcome to the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness podcast, bringing you a weekly dose of fitness and wellness inspiration as we explore together how to get motivated and create a realistic and achievable way to stay active within a busy life while stepping away from guilt and the diet roller coaster for good. Together, we'll unpack some of the myths and unhelpful messages from the traditional fitness and diet industry so that you can find a better, kinder, more helpful way to fit exercise and wellness strategies into your life Improve your confidence and feel amazing. I'm your host, women's fitness and wellbeing coach, Alex Hubble, founder of ChickFit, mum of two, and a firm believer that exercise and eating well can go hand in hand with chocolate, wine, and lots of rest to create a happy life. You can find out more about me at chickfit.co.uk or head to my social media channels at AlexChickFit. Hello, welcome to episode 73 of the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness. And how are you this week? Now, I'm definitely enjoying all of the autumn feels at the moment. This is absolutely my favourite time of year. And I know some of you out there are going to be like, are you mad? summer is definitely the best. Now, I do love summer, don't get me wrong. I love the warmth. I love the longer days. I love the ease of it all. So I really do love summer. But I don't know, there's just something about autumn, which really appeals to me, like getting cosy, getting the candles out in the evening, snuggling under a blanket, all that kind of thing. But I do also know that when the clocks first go back, I do tend to experience a little bit of a dip in energy and motivation. And I think a lot of us do. It's kind of like that slight jet lag feeling as you go into, you know, end of October, early November, when everything just feels just that little bit harder, you know, it feels like you're dragging yourself through the day a little bit sometimes. So before we kind of go on to what we're going to talk about this week, I just wanted to say, just because of the time of year that I am recording this, because I know that, you know, a lot of you are going to be like, oh gosh, November coming up, that's always like, you know, a hard month. I just want to say it's a really good time to give yourself a bit of permission, a bit of permission to just slow down, a bit of permission to rest. Because for me, what I want to happen is I want to get to December feeling like I've got some energy, feeling excited, feeling ready to go, feeling like I can really make the most of kind of all of the excitement of that sort of Christmas season. And I can do that if I actually pay attention to what I'm doing for myself in November as well, and just allowing myself that little bit of time to rest a bit more, to put less in the diary, you know, making sure you don't have stuff in the diary every single weekend in November, asking a little bit less of myself at work and at home, and just giving myself time to go through that transition. I think it's a real transition time, like transition into winter almost. So Think about that and have a think about the things that you can maybe do for yourself next month if you do tend to find that you have a little dip in energy. And also remember that it's normal as well. Like, you know, we have these periods of, you know, Life and vibrancy and energy and stuff, but we also have these times in the year where we're more inwards and we want to kind of hunker down a little bit. And you know, we're not necessarily in the mood to be like going out and going big. <laughs> you know, we want to slow down a little bit. So I just really wanted to say before we carry on, allow yourself that. Allow yourself to do that for yourself, so that we can all arrive in December feeling flipping amazing. Right on to this week's episode now. I'll be honest, I almost didn't create this episode because when I sat down to start thinking about it, I was like, God, this is such a huge topic. Like there's so much involved in this about how we feel about ourselves, our self-confidence about the way society sees, you know, diet and weight loss about the messages that we've been given. Like there is so much in this. Like, you know, I could easily sit here and yabber on about it for like an hour, an hour and a half. I'm not going to do that. Don't worry. This is going to be your standard length episode. But I just wanted to say that, you know, I am going to talk about some aspects of this today, but by no means do I feel like I'm covering the whole breadth of this because there is so much to talk about within this that I, I, you know, I kind of want you to know that I've cherry-picked, I've cherry-picked the little bits and pieces that I do want to talk about. But I think the thing is as well, because it's such a big thing, I also know that it's something that we need to talk about. And I think that you know, things are starting to change a little bit. I think, I feel like we're getting to a place where a lot of us are looking at diets and dieting and kind of going, "Mm, I'm really not sure that they have served me in the way that I wanted them to serve me. And, you know, I think that I maybe have a slightly skewed view on it because, you know, I've made sure that I've created my Instagram feed, for example, so that I do see a lot of messages that are sort of anti-diet and are on that side of of the, oh, I was going to say argument, it's not argument, are on that side of things, you know, that sort of anti-diet message, like diets are not fixing us, diets are not the way forward. So I see a lot of that around. And I think as well, the age that I'm at, I've had a lot of time to think about this, I'm not that old, but I've had a lot of time to think about this. I've had a lot of time in my life to experience this. And so my own feeling on this matter is I cannot do a diet ever again. I cannot do that to myself. It doesn't flipping work. And so I suppose my viewpoint on this is very much that we are moving away from dieting. However, I am also acknowledging that there is still a lot of it around. There is still a lot of messages out there that are telling us that we must lose weight, that we must lose weight for our health that we must lose weight to look good, that we must lose weight to be accepted. And we all feed off this. I still feed off this. I still have my times. And I'm like, do you know what? I wish I could be thinner. But then I always remind myself, do you know what? I know what it takes to be thinner. And I'm not prepared to go there. I'm not prepared to do that anymore. So, this is, you know, this is me coming at it from the point of view of somebody who's experienced many years of diets, somebody who still has days where she, you know, would love to be thinner, is almost tempted to just, oh, if I just do that little diet, I'm not going to do it. But there is always that temptation there. But I think broadly, I think we're all just all starting to see that diets haven't necessarily served us. They have not taken us to that kind of promised land in the way we wanted to. All those years ago, you know, when we did our first cleanse or our first Atkins diet, which was all the rage back then. I never did it, by the way, because I'm just angry without carbs. So I just, I could not take it that far. But, you know, we've all done that. We've all been there, right? We've all been on that diet, that cleanse, that, you know, and that feeling that we get at the start of it where we're like, oh my God, this is going to be the one. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be so easy. And I'm just going to do this thing and I'm going to lose the weight and I'm going to feel amazing and my life will be awesome and I will feel awesome and everybody else will think I'm awesome. And this is just going to be the answer to everything. And, you know, this is the thing that I need to do. So we've all been there. We've all thought this is the answer. And then we've kind of realised over the years that maybe it's not quite the answer because, you know, if it was the answer, we'd never need to go there again. If it was the answer, all of us would be walking around feeling amazing about ourselves, wouldn't we? Because we'd all have done a diet and we'd all have gone, oh my God, this was the best thing I've ever done for myself. I feel fabulous and fantastic and I've never looked back. But we know that's not the case, right? If it was the case, I wouldn't have spent 15 years of my life chasing weight loss, chasing the next best diet, chasing the calorie cutting or whatever it was. So I think we're all coming to that conclusion, or a lot of us are starting to come to that conclusion. However, that's all very well and good. But what if you do still want to lose weight, but you don't want to have to diet? And it's a dilemma that I see so, so many women having, because we do still all live with the dream, the hope, the vision of life as slimmer, more toned versions of ourselves, like I spoke about a minute ago. And I'm not going to go into that today, because it just like I say, it's a huge subject. And if I go into that, this is going to be such a long episode, but I think suffice to say that, you know, there's a lot that we need to, you know, come to terms with around that as well. And that, you know, us feeling more confident about ourselves and feeling better about ourselves, is not necessarily about us losing weight. We have come to conflate it with conflate confidence with weight loss. Either I lose weight and I become confident or I don't lose weight and I don't, and I remain unconfident in myself it's like a very black and white thing and I do see it very differently I see that you know we can look after ourselves exercise and and practice self-care and do all those things and feel just as amazing about ourselves even if we never lost a pound you know we really really can but that is a conversation for another day because what this really is about is like if I don't want to diet anymore but I don't want to give up the dream, then what can I do? And, I, and of course, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that there's an easy answer. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that there's a quick fix. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that in three months time, you can have the body of your dreams and that everything will be fixed. I'm not going to pretend that because that is diet culture talking and that is not going to happen. What this is, is about stopping going round and round in circles with it the loss, the gain, the loss, the gain, the loss, the gain, the restriction, the binge, the restriction, the binge, you know, we we all know the score, right? So this instead is about like thinking about the long-term, thinking about what habits we can change, thinking about what we can do for ourselves that is going to take us towards knowing that we are eating well. Knowing that we are looking after ourselves, knowing that we are doing the best possible job we can do for ourselves. And you know what? For some of us in doing that and in focusing on that and getting consistent with that, we will lose weight. And for some of us, we won't. So I want you to know that as well. I'm not sitting here promising that if you do all these things, you automatically will lose weight because I can guarantee there are some of you out there who won't because you don't need to lose weight because you're already at the weight that your body is supposed to be. And then that's another conversation about finding your confidence in other ways. But of course, if we look after our diet and we watch, you know, we, we I was going to say we watch what we eat. I don't want to say that because that's uh, diet culture talking again. But, you know, if we look after ourselves in the best possible way, if we nourish ourselves, if we feed ourselves really well, then we might also lose weight, but we're definitely going to feel better. we're going to feel better about ourselves. So this episode really is for those of you who are like, I am so sick to the back teeth of dieting, but I... Don't I, you know, I don't want to give up on the dream. I don't want to give up on the dream of weight loss. And I think that, you know, before we go on to talking about that a bit more, I think that I just want to acknowledge that for a lot of us, there's a lot of fear around this. There's a lot of fear around the idea of giving up dieting, even if we know it's not serving us, even if we know it's not giving us what we want, even if we um, are miserable doing diets, even if we never want to look at another diet again, we are also pulled towards dieting because there is this sense of, oh my God, if I don't diet anymore, then I'm letting myself go. I'm going to just eat everything. There's going to be no limits. I'm just going to keep going and I'll eat all of the terrible things. And I'm just going to pile on the weight and I'll be out of control. And I, I see this a lot. Like when women talk to me about, oh, you know, calorie counting and we talk about, you know, how we can move away from that. I can see that sort of fear of God, but if I don't count calories, I'm going to lose control. I'm going to have no control over what I'm putting in my body. Even if they're sitting there saying to me, but Counting calories is not helping me to lose weight. Counting calories is not getting me where I want to go. Counting calories does not actually help me. They still don't want to give it up because, you know, dieting provides that sense of control. So I do definitely want to acknowledge that. And I think that for a lot of us, there's a lot of mindset work that goes around this, the kind of mindset work that I've had to do over the last few years. And those fears are valid because we live in a society that prizes thinness. It prizes self-control. It sets us all up with very unrealistic ideas of what we should look like. And we can battle that and try our damned hardest to fit into that. And yet, you know, I know that even at my thinnest, even when I was trying really hard and I was really restricting myself and watching everything that I ate and, you know, obsessing over it, I still was looking at myself thinking, I still don't fit. Where's my thigh gap? And, you know, I can promise you, I will never have a thigh gap. I just won't. And yet at the time, 2000s, early noughties, like thigh gap was all the rage. I was not going to have a thigh gap, but because I didn't have one, I felt bad, even though I had lost all that weight. We live in a society that sets us up to fail. You know, it does. It just, you know, by setting us these really unrealistic ideas, it sets us up to fail and then tells us dieting is the answer. Come and do another diet. This is definitely the one. No, I know that one didn't work, but that wasn't the right diet for you. This is the right diet. This is the one. We've got the answer. It's a society that shows us images of thinness and not a lot else, actually. And this is one of the reasons that I have curated my um, Instagram feed, because I now see many images. I used to see a lot of images of thinness and I switched those off. I just was like, this doesn't make me feel good. Every time I see this, I feel bad about myself. I don't want to see that anymore. And so I now see images of women who who look more like me and that validates who I am and how I look. And it kind of allows me to be as I am. So, you know, those images of thinness are all around us. And it's a society that creates within us an obsession with losing weight. Like we're always trying to lose weight. Like literally for our entire lives, we might be trying to do that thing. And you know, the thing is that if if we look at this rationally, it's absolute craziness that the majority of us are unhappy with what we see in the mirror. That tells us nothing about our own worth. And I think that we look in the mirror we go, I'm unhappy with what I see. It doesn't match up. And therefore, I there's something wrong with me. That's the way we see it. There is something wrong with me. But if 80% of women out there are not happy with what they see in the mirror, I think that tells us a lot, lot, lot more about unrealistic expectations that we have for ourselves and how we should look, expectations that society is creating than it does tell us about ourselves. It really, really does. And, you know, the reality is that for most of us to be the exact weight and size that we would ideally like to be means an eternal diet. It means always restricting, it gives, means never giving into temptation and probably always being unhappy with ourselves. And I know that because that's been my own journey. Because I have spent time in that place of always dieting, of and yet still not being totally happy with myself. So that is just me acknowledging really the fear, me acknowledging the all of the stuff that goes around this. Because nothing happens in a vacuum. I can't just sit here and say to you, "Well, give up diets and do this," and and it's easy because it's not. Because we've been conditioned for it not to be easy to give up diets. We've been conditioned to have this obsession with losing weight all the time and and doing the quick fix. So that's kind of where we exist, I suppose. That's where all of these exist. So what's the answer to this? If we do want to give this up, if we're like, yeah, I totally agree with you. I'm 100% there. I have done the same things as you. I have experienced the same things as you. I've dieted. I'm still not happy, blah, blah, blah. What's the answer? Well, obviously this isn't going to be a list of food do's and don'ts because that would entirely miss the point. And instead, this is some action points that we can all take, including some of the foundational work, you know, some of the foundational work that I've done. So I think that what I want to say is this is my own personal take on it. Okay. This is what I have done personally. This is what I have worked on personally over the last few years to finally extricate myself from diet culture and actually feel a whole lot better about myself. And like I say, for me, that has involved putting a little bit of weight on, and I know you're like, "But this is all about weight loss. What are you talking about?" But the reason that that was about putting weight on for me was because, you know, before I was too small to maintain, I couldn't maintain where I was right without constant restriction. Okay, so my journey actually was to put a bit of weight on. Okay, and that was fine for me, but. I know there'll be some of you out there who are like, but, you know, I'm bigger than you and I would like to lose some weight. And that is fine as well. And if you do these things, then there's a decent chance that you will lose some weight. You might not, but you also could very well lose some weight if you have got that weight to lose. Okay, so that's what this is all about. So like I say, for some of you who are maybe in a place of constant restriction right now and want to get out of that, there might have to be a slight acceptance of, okay, I may have to gain a little bit of weight. But I I know I will feel better about myself. And then for others of you, it might be like, actually, this is the way that you're finally going to get away from diet culture, create much, much better nutrition for the longer term, and possibly as a side effect of that, lose some weight. Okay. So I think number one is like start off by being okay with who and where you are right now. You're going to resist this because it feels like accepting, it feels like not allowing yourself to change or work on yourself. That is not what this is. However, you're never going to give up diets if you can't be okay with where you are right now. You know, this is about giving yourself a bit of grace. This is about looking at yourself and going, look, this is where my journey has led me. And the fact of the matter is that for some of us who want to lose weight, diets have actually damaged us over the years. We're actually heavier now because of all the diets that we've done than we might have been if we'd never dieted. Okay. And we've got to be okay with that. We've got to be able to accept, okay, this is where I'm in my journey. And to try and let go of the resistance to that, the resistance to, but if I'm okay with where I am, I'm never going to want to change. That's not the case. I'm okay with where I am. It doesn't mean that I don't want to challenge myself and change and grow and do all those things. I still absolutely want to do those things, but I do them coming from a place of, however, I'm okay with myself right now. I'd love to improve, but I'm also okay if I don't. So it's kind of going, I would like to do that thing, but it's also okay if I don't. All right. So just about giving yourself a bit of grace. Number two, stop focusing on how you look. <laughs> I cannot emphasize this enough. When that is your soul or your top, top, top priority, then you know, you are going to find it extremely difficult to change the things that you need to change because you're going to keep getting pulled towards the quick fix. You're going to want to see a result and you're going to want to see it quickly. And you're going to want to see it reflected on the scales, reflected in the size of the dress that you wear. And again, that's not to say that you can't, that can't be a part of it for you. Of course, we all want to look good. You know, I don't just lift weights to be strong. I lift weights to look good and to be toned. (laughs) That's why I do that. So I'm not saying you can't focus at all on it, but I think that when all of the focus goes into that, it again, it leads us towards this place of, well, a diet is the only answer because it's all about how I look. So we're not going to change our relationship with food and with our bodies if all of our focus is on how we look and avoiding being fat fat and how we can be thinner. Okay, we're not going to change that relationship. And that is what this is about. Yes, this is about changing habits, but it's also about changing our relationship with food and with our bodies. So try to relegate that, try to push that a little bit down the list and try and find some other reasons that that eating a better diet is going to serve you as well, okay? Number three is about understanding why you need to stop dieting. Because like I said before, the likelihood is that for many of us, our dieting history has led us to actually put more weight on. Now, I have no doubt at all that I'm heavier now than I would have been if I'd never gone on a diet in the first place. No doubt whatsoever. It messes with your metabolism. It messes with your stress hormones. It messes with how you feel about yourself. And to make it even worse, the results are usually short term. So what is it about diets that you want to get rid of? And you know, for me, it was things like, I want to stop dieting because I actually want to feel better about myself. And if I keep dieting all the time and I keep my focus 100% on how I look, I'm never going to be okay with myself. I'm always going to be fighting with myself. I'm always going to be in a struggle with myself. So understanding what's going on and also understanding that, you know, your dieting history may have led you to the place you are right now as well. So that's really important to acknowledge and to understand and and to know why that needs to happen. Because if it's just like, oh, well, I suppose I should give up dieting, that's not going to cut it. There needs to be a deeper reason for it. The next one, number four, is start to focus on how you feel and how food makes you feel. So we quite often, our focus when we're eating something is how many calories, how much sugar, how much fat am I going to put weight on if I eat this? Am I going to lose weight if I eat this? Right? So when we're dieting, a lot of our focus goes on that. And we sort of lose touch with how food actually makes us feel and how it serves us. So, you know, how do you feel when you have that carby lunch and no protein? How do you feel by mid-afternoon? Probably not great, probably tired, probably falling asleep at your desk. How do you feel at mid-morning when you've had cereal for breakfast? Sugar crash? Hungry? Thinking about the next sugar fix, probably. What happens at the end of a week where you've been, and I put this in inverted commas, good. So a lot of people say to me, I've been really good this week. Yeah. Totally in control. I know what I'm doing. I am eating amazingly. And I've just had a salad for lunch. And, you know, I just have some chicken and veg for dinner and blah blah. What happens at the end of that week? Um, I can probably like with 90% accuracy say a binge <laughs> that Friday night, shoving all the food. There's an advert actually going out at the moment from Costa Coffee, and it's all about this two women talking or one woman talking, I can't remember exactly, but anyway, there's a woman talking about it. And she's basically like going through the week and it's like, oh yeah, you know, Monday, Tuesday, you're really good. Wednesday is hump day. Thursday, you're like almost there. Friday, treat day. And it's like this classic thing. I'm really good for three or four days of the week. And then it all falls apart at the weekend, right? So when you're dieting, what tends to happen at the end of the week? Usually the binge. How much more do you think about food when you restrict when I used to restrict, I used to think about food all the time because I was always hungry. I was always thinking about what deals I could make with myself. It's like, oh, well, if I just have a salad for lunch, then it means that at dinner time, I can have a cup of glass of wine and have that pudding and blah, 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 blah. And on and on it would go. So all of these things which are, you know, not feeling great, like the reason that we make choices changes the choices that we make. Because when you start to focus on what makes you feel good, what's going to fuel you and what you're going to enjoy, my God, things change. Like my diet is so much better, so much better these days than it used to be. So I did Weight Watches online for a while. Actually, quite a few times I did that. And if you've ever done it before, you'll know that you count your points and, you know, you add your points to the app and you've got a certain amount of points each day and you can have a couple of extra if you've done some exercise, et cetera, et cetera. So one of the things I used to have for breakfast was crunching up cornflakes and skimmed milk. Now you tell me how good that made me feel. You tell me how much that filled me up. You tell me how much nutrition was in that. Not a lot. But do you know why I did it? Because crunchy nut cornflakes and semi skim milk was a lot less points than, you know, porridge with peanut butter in it. A lot less, you know? So I started making choices based on what was going to give me the fewer points rather than what what was going to fuel me and make me feel good. Now you have the crunchy nut cornflakes for breakfast. You're going to have a sugar crash mid morning. You're going to be wanting the chocolate and more sugar. Whereas if you have the better breakfast, you're actually, yeah, you get through to lunchtime, you're feeling pretty good. You're not reaching for that sugary snack. So it's things like that, that I want you to think about, like how is food actually making you feel? How is it benefiting you? How's it making you, how's it fueling you through your day and allowing yourself some enjoyment in that as well, I think. Number five, we're kind of getting on to the sort of more of the practical stuff now, I suppose, is think about what you can add rather than what you can take away. So this is like, this is called the crowding out method. So with a lot of diets, it's like, well, um, right, you're not allowed to eat carbs anymore, or you mustn't eat sugar, or, you know, you've got all this big list of like foods that you shouldn't eat that are bad, that are not allowed on the diet. So it's all about having to take away stuff. Whereas what I want you to think about is what could you add? So could you add more veg at dinner? Could you add a handful of nuts mid-afternoon rather than you trying to like power through and then ending up gorging on God knows what at six o'clock? Like what can you add that is going to make your nutrition better, that is going to make your diet better? Because I can guarantee if you start to add those things, you start to add the protein and the fat and all those kind of things, you're going to be much less likely to then binge on that chocolate in the evening. You know, you're going to start to crowd out some of that stuff that is less ideal for yourself. Number six, take away the mystique and temptation of certain foods by no longer making them off limits. Again, this kind of comes from the one the point before where, you know, dieting is all about, right, you mustn't eat that. I mustn't eat cake. I mustn't eat biscuits. I mustn't have sugar. I mustn't, mustn't, mustn't. Okay. And so you create more temptation, don't you? Like you can't stop thinking about that thing that you're not allowed. You go into the cafe and there's a slice of cake and you're like, oh my God, I'm not allowed to have the cake. I really, really, really want the cake. But actually a funny thing happens when you're just like, okay, it's not off limits anymore. If I want the cake and have the cake, suddenly you're like, actually, not sure I want the cake right now. Quite full from breakfast and I don't really need it. And that's something I've noticed in myself. Like back in the day, my God, I would just like, oh, I'd want that thing so much. And eventually you give into temptation with the binge. Whereas these days I go into a cafe, I'm like, if you want the cake, have the cake. And half the time we'll go, pfft. Actually, don't need it. Don't want it. I'll just have the coffee. So stop making things off limits, like take away the mystique and the temptation of them. And um, number seven, stop talking about good and bad foods or worse, stop talking about you being good and being bad for eating or not eating certain foods, right? Food does not have a moral value. It is just food. Okay. And the more we're like, oh, I've been really, really good all week, the more likely we are to binge. And you know, this, this all leads back to the same place, right? Which is restriction, making things off limits, talking about food is good and bad. All of it ends up leading to a binge. And that's where we don't want to go. We want to go to a place where we can just flipping well, enjoy food and we can enjoy how it makes us feel. Um, Number eight, add exercise. Of course, of course I'm going to say this. So strength training for sure builds muscle, increases your metabolism, builds tone. Like a lot of us say, I want, you know, a lot of women come to me and say, I want to lose weight and tone up, right? Um, Toning up is building muscle. Okay. There's no such thing as toning a muscle. There is only such thing as building a muscle and growing a muscle. So in order to look more toned, you have to build muscle. So if that's part of it for you, then you you need to do that. You need to add exercise, not to burn calories. (laughs) I hasten to add, although it will, but to increase your metabolism and also to make you feel better, creating that virtuous circle. If you're exercising regularly, you're more likely to eat better. And if you're eating better, you're more likely to exercise more regularly. And of course, adding self-care as well. That's all part of that virtuous circle as well. And it's all about valuing yourself and looking after your body in all ways. Not just, I must lose weight, I'm going to go on a diet. And then I'm too knackered to exercise, by the way, because I'm not eating enough. This is like, how can you honour your body and look after your body in all ways? Exercise, self-care and nutrition. And then I think the final point is, think about the long term. So this is not a quick, a short-term fix, not a quick fix. I'm not sitting here saying to you, well, if you do all of these things, then in three months time, you're going to be the exact weight you want to be. It doesn't work like that. You know, this is about how can I create habits that will serve me for now and for the future as well? And how can I be patient, right? You've got to have a bit of patience in this process because it's not going to happen in the way that it has done before. And that's what giving up diets is all about. You know, we're not here to lose weight and then six months later put it back on again. We're here to get you to a place where you know that what you're eating is really serving you and feeling good. And if that is going to happen for you, that you're going to lose weight by doing it as well. Now, like I said before, I'm not going to sit here and guarantee that you're going to lose weight by doing this. I can't do that because this isn't a diet and each person's going to approach it differently. Each person's going to come at it from a different start point. Each of us is going to have a different journey through this. Each of us is going to take a different amount of time. So I'm not going to guarantee it. But what I will say is that these are the things that you need to do if you are finally ready to give up dieting, And to start looking at a different way of, you know, looking at your weight and things like that. But what I will say is that if you do this, you are going to end up with a healthier diet. You're going to end up with a healthier relationship with food. And you're going to end up with a healthier relationship with yourself at the end of it. You're going to be much less likely to binge. You're going to be much less likely to eat emotionally. Although, do you know what? Emotional eating is okay if you want to do that you know, those things are less likely to happen. And I just want to bring you a little example from a recent holiday that I went on. So in the summer, we went to Crete on an all-inclusive holiday, a long-awaited all-inclusive holiday because we booked it for 2020 and obviously kept getting postponed, cancelled. So we finally went on it this year and it was all-inclusive. So obviously all of our food included buffets and, you know, whatever else. So Yeah, like, you know, the absolute freedom of the restaurant. Now, over the last few years, we've gone on mostly all-inclusive because it's just easier with the kids. And back in the day, an all-inclusive holiday to me was like, pack in as much as you can because I would have restricted before the holiday to lose some weight so I looked in a bikini. And then I I would know that I, when I came back from the holiday, I was going to be back in restrict mode because I was going to need to lose the weight that I'd gained on holiday. And then in those couple of weeks in between on the holiday itself I would be going for it. And geez, I did like really I would go from one meal to the next, like I'd I'd get to lunchtime and I'd be like, still full from breakfast, but I'm going to eat. I'm going to eat the food. And the choices that I would make would be less than ideal. And And I would, I would come back heavier, a good few pounds heavier at the end of that holiday because I would have just gone for it because I'd been restricting before, restricting afterwards. And I would just like go for it in the holiday itself. Now, since giving up dieting and and, and stopping looking at things that way, my approach to an all-inclusive holiday, entirely, entirely different. Now, I'm not saying that I didn't eat more than I might normally. Absolutely, I did, because when it's all there in front of you, it's this temptation. I definitely ate pudding on a much more regular basis than I do at home. However, what tended to happen was that, you know, I made different choices for breakfast, depending on how I felt that day. And I would stop when I was full and I would get to lunchtime and be like, oh, I'm actually really hungry now, I'm ready to eat. And I would get to lunchtime, I'd be like, some grilled beets some nice salads, some, you know, some of these bits and pieces. And like, it was just like night and day. I was still enjoying the food. I was still having a great time. I was still allowing myself to eat the pudding if I wanted to eat the pudding. But there was no massive binge. That was gone. And that is simply because I had stopped with the restriction before and the restriction after. I knew that I was going to get home. I was going to carry on as normal. And lo and behold, I came home. My jeans maybe felt a teeny touch tighter, but not like they used to. Like I used to come home and be like, Jesus Christ, I've got like half a stone to lose. I was like, I'll come back. I'll go back to normal. I'll probably drop a couple of pounds, be back to my normal size. All is good. So, that's just a little example of the difference between dieting me and non-dieting me and how it has served me to stop with this constant fluctuation of weight that's up and down all the time. Like I'm much more even all the time now. So like I say, you're going to be less likely to binge emotionally. You're going to stop fluctuating with your weight as well. And if you set yourself up with a healthier diet, with less binging, with more of a focus on how food is making you feel, and if you need to lose weight, then you will. But I also want to say that you're going to end up being free of diet, restriction, misery. You're going to stop obsessing and thinking about food all day, every day. You're going to eat much better you're going to feel better and have more energy and therefore be more able to do exercise and you're going to feel happier in yourself as well. You're going to be more comfortable in your own skin. You're going to be less stressed. And because you're less stressed, you're going to be less likely to store fat around your tummy, for example, because when you're stressed, that is where the weight goes and we don't want that to happen. So, you know, you'll be less likely to store fat around your tummy and you're just going to be healthier. So even if, you do all that and you don't end up losing weight, you're going to feel so, 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 so much better. And look, we've already acknowledged this. Diets might help you to lose weight in the short term, but if you've ever dieted more than once, and like literally who hasn't, then you know it's not going to last. But this approach means that you're going to be able to eat well for life. You're going to feel better. Your weight's going to stabilize. There's going to be no more fluctuating. Like literally what is not to love? So what do you think about this? Are you still into your minds? Because I know for sure that some of you out there are still going to need some persuading about giving up diets. Even if you know you'd love to get rid, I know that there is still a lot of fear around it and I get it. I 100% totally get it. But it's okay. This is not an overnight thing. You know, I'm here to support you in whatever way I can if you're fed up of diets and want to find a different way. But if you are maybe struggling with that a little bit, because I've been there. I have been there and I've experienced this and I've gone through my own journey of giving those diets up over the years. And, you know, I I promise, I'm not just saying this, I promise you, I feel so much better. I feel so much better and I feel so much happier in my skin than I ever did before. So I just, I want you to know that. And I want you to know that I am 100% here for you. And if you do happen to have any questions about this at all, then I am all ears. So do let me know by getting in touch through my Instagram, which is at alexchickfit. And keep an eye on my stories as well, because I'm going to be asking you about this and answering any questions you have got about finally going diet free. Right. I really hope that you have loved that today. I know us a longer than normal episode today, because like I say, there was an awful lot to cover, but I hope that it's kind of given you the impetus to make some changes to how you approach weight loss in the future. And I'm going to love you and leave you and see you all again next time. Thank you so much for joining me today for the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness. Don't forget to come over and join me on my social media channels, at AlexChickFit for plenty more inspiration.